Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So I have had many topics that I've thought of doing. Thought about doing something on the Middle East and the issues there. I actually thought about um, doing a podcast on marriage because there's a lot of people out there that are just fleeing marriage. They don't they don't want any part of that. But I'll tell you what I believe the Holy Spirit has impressed upon me hardest. And that is this. And it's going to sound really, really kind of weak. It's going to sound weak, but it's not. And that's this. Prayer. Prayer. Now, I've mentioned prayer before, but I'm telling you right now, it's getting to the point where you can't even have an independent thought if, uh, for example, if there was a, an English woman that was standing across from, I believe it was an abortion clinic, and she wasn't doing anything. She had no sign. Uh, she had nothing. She was just standing there. She wasn't even making any noise. But the police came up and found out she was praying and arrested her. If I remember right. She was praying to herself, not out loud. So literally, it's getting to the point where people are, uh, where it's getting, where you can't have an independent thought. And when people start controlling your thoughts, then, you know, uh, game over. But the issue is they're never going to be able to do that because here's the deal. Prayer literally, literally in, in this world is the nuclear solution. It is the thermonuclear bomb on evil. It is something that Satan never wants you to do, never wants you to practice, never wants you to learn. And by the way, it is a skill. It is a discipline. And uh, I've mentioned before, it is either the absolute most powerful, one of the most powerful things you can do. Or it is the utter biggest waste of time that you've ever that you can do in your life. I've mentioned this before, but prayer, I gotta tell you, is literally something that Satan can't control. Prayer is how you get into the kingdom 
when someone realizes that they have sin in their life and they want to get rid of that and turn their life over to Jesus and let God take control of their life through the Lord and through that relationship they pray they ask just like the jailer in the book of Acts said what must I do to be saved And it's how we open the resources of heaven to do things for action. We say, well, it doesn't really mean anything. Well, tell that to the suffrage movement. And tell that to the uh, intemperance movement where... Uh, or temperance movement where uh, in the U.S. they wanted alcohol to stop flowing. Now, did it quit? No, but it was illegal everywhere. During Prohibition. started with a ladies' group praying. Now, you might say, wow, that's a horrible example. Well, here's the issue, though. Um... Prayer is what Jesus did a lot of. Now, not the name it, claim it kind of stuff. Not the selfish stuff. Because God makes it very clear. He knows that we need things. He knows that. But uh, prayer itself, you can do anywhere at any moment and there's not anything anyone can do to stop you because you can do it right inside your head it is the ultimate expression now what is it what what is it prayer is literally considered a sacrifice of obedience because what do you sacrifice when you're you sacrifice time you sacrifice time to the living God and you will never get those moments back so prayer is something God takes very seriously he takes that super seriously now how are we supposed to pray we have the example of what we call the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually the Disciples' Prayer, where Jesus is making a very, you know, specific pattern, which, by the way, was probably taken from his Jewish upbringing from the Amidah. But the issue is, prayer, at the very least, should start with gratitude. And thankfulness. Why is that? Because I'll be honest. I've, I've always told my friends and family. God hears every prayer you mean. No matter who you are. Saved, lost. He, he, he hears that. Now, what he can do with that prayer depends on what your relationship is to him after that point. 
believers are supposed to pray in humility, which basically means we're thinking more about what God wants instead of what we want. Because God already says, I know what you want. I know what you need. And I'll make sure you, you know, and I will take care of you. I will make sure that your needs are, are, are there. I'll be honest. I've been around a bit. And there's never been a time that I can remember in my entire life. And... Praise God, he was merciful enough to bring me into his kingdom at seven, okay? And since that time, I cannot remember any time that I did that I needed for anything in particular. Now, did I, you know, did I live in a multi-million dollar mansion? Did I have, you know, 10,000 cars? No, 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 no. But I, but I didn't need anything. I've always, I've always been taken care of in that respect now and and more so i'll be very honest i mean just more so is but the issue is what god can do with your prayer has to do with your relationship and the closer relationship you you have the more he can do why do, I, why do I believe that? Because Jesus had a very, very, very tight relationship with God, his Father. And he prayed to him, and things happened. I mean, he prayed and fed 5,000. I think he did it twice, actually. And he gives us instructions, but the instructions that he gives us, we always have to remember that it has it, humility and humbleness and gratitude, I mean, true gratitude, have to be part of that. When you're when you're praying selfish stuff like these name it claim it dudes and these prosperity guys out there, um, the only God they're praying to is the God of money. And they're getting plenty of that. And believe me, there's probably going to be a real shock later. Uh, I'm not judging them. That's, but, but listen, but you can be a fruit inspector and their fruit ain't looking so hot. Uh, not when you consider. So the issue is, how do you pray? Well, God knows you need to pray for yourself because he said look make your petitions known he wants to know what you, what's on your heart and what you feel like you need but pray for others and one group one place I would very much encourage you to pray for obviously is going to be Israel and all the people in Israel. And I would uh, I would ask you in this way because there was a guy by the name of Zola Levitt who had a ministry in Dallas and he was Jewish. And he was wonderfully wise. I loved his ministry. But he would always say at the end of his programs he was on TV. At the time he had a show. Wow. Mm. 
he would only say Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim pray for the peace of Jerusalem that's that's what I would ask that you include that in your prayer and I believe me that would I believe would make the living God very happy now the Middle East is very complicated it's very complicated I've studied the Middle Ages and it's very interesting um, the three largest religions on the planet well no with one exception I think yeah um, or let's say the three largest uh, non-Buddhist religions um, are in Jerusalem they got that as ground zero but as you pray pray for the country pray for the leaders I don't have to tell you this kind of stuff because I know you probably already know Now, a lot of people are freaking out right now uh, because it's difficult times. Definitely difficult. Now, people would just say, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is this the end? Is this the end? Well, maybe. Maybe not. Um, I've mentioned this before. When the Black Death was hitting Europe and killing everybody, they thought, yeah, this is the end. You know, here... When the Civil War was happening, people were going, yeah, yeah, no, this feels like the end. When World War One hit, man, everybody was all over the world. We said, oh, man, yeah, this is it. This is the end. The Depression hit, and it hit all over. They were like, oh, no, this is it. This is the end. When World War Two hit, again, all this stuff happened, and everybody was like, oh, no, yeah, this is it. This is the end. So, all I can tell you is, you got a lot of stuff going on all over the place. So, it's a world war. It's a world something, something. Um, and I can tell you that if you cannot um, do anything about what's going on, if a vote's not going to fix it, if a donation's not going to fix it, if your physical presence in helping is not going to fix it, pray, 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 pray. And, you know, should I stand up? Should I sit down? Should I get on my knees? How about, you know, should I lay down flat? Whatever position the spirit tells you you need to be in do that but um, but in most situations you can pray anywhere in any position that you're at doing just about anything even driving as long as you don't shut your eyes pray daily um jesus as most Jews pray three times a day Daniel prayed three times a day 
not a bad thought. How long should I pray? Pray as long as you feel like you need to. But at the very least, pray for the world. And as goes Israel, so goes the world. So pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the country, whatever country you're in. For the Pray for those leaders that God would make his presence known and followed. Pray for your community and your family that salvation would come to them in whatever means can it can it can come and pray for yourself especially if you're feeling down depressed whatever because i can tell you that the more you talk and even if it's in your head sometimes when i'm feeling stressed out I've, it's super helpful, to me anyway, to just verbalize stuff. Not loudly, but in a private place, sometimes in the car. The things that are really on me, messing me up, screwing up my thought processes. And just telling the Lord about it. And it helps me. And you know something? There are times I can tell you that I'm not sure I feel anything. You know, is he listening or not? But there are other times that I feel like he's absolutely listening. And to be honest, he listens all the time. So sometimes I don't feel it because, you know, again, get emotions in the way. Emotions are great. But emotions come last. The fact is that there is a living God. And if you're connected to Him, He is not leaving you. That's the fact. Your faith is your action on that. And that you live like the living God is in your life. And after that, you will have feelings. Sometimes. Probably a lot of times. But it's important, super important. So, more than anything, I would, I would ask, pray and find the groove for you. There are books on prayer. Andrew Murray's got a whole series of them. But I find that some of the best prayers, at least for me in my life, have been simple not complicated and conversational I just bring up stuff to God just like I'm talking to him in the room because he is there and talk to talk to him like that now now if you start answering your own questions you're going back and forth and you just said did no I didn't know yeah you might want to talk to a clinician at that point but here's what I'm saying the living God works through our prayers he he prayer is the light to the fuse of the power of god god works through people and he starts a lot of times with prayer elijah prayed and it didn't rain for three blooming months 
Then he prayed again and the rain came. So, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you always to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.